Well, it, it, it's like a Dickens novel out there. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. The other day, we got economic news that showed that unit labor costs were soaring and productivity was down, and that's just the worst thing you can have for an economy. Then Wednesday morning, Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us that the inflation is easing, and it caused a melt-up in, in the stock market. I mean, they, they, they almost ran out of stock, sending the thing up. So how do you do business in an environment like this? Malcolm Holland is chairman of the board and CEO of, and president of uh, Veritex Holdings, a Veritex community bank, and has been a banker in this community for many decades and has counseled a lot of people, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. So... How do you do business in an environment like this? You've got all these these you know mid-sized businesses, small businesses, and and they look to you for counseling. Um, what do you do? <laughs> you know, uh, because I have been doing it for many decades. No one's ever said decades like that in plural before, but Sorry. it has been many. <laughs> um, you know, first and foremost, uh, since we're a Texas-based company. You know, 85% of our our business, or probably a little bit more, is in Texas. And so we're a big differentiator between national and Texas um, numbers, if you will. And um, we just have performed better um, than the national economy for a whole bunch of reasons that, that you and your listeners all know. Um, so our guys, my clients, if you will, have not seen this downturn they certainly hear the negative press but we haven't seen any real movement um down in in our markets and so um people are putting some deals off potentially but really it's business as usual with a little bit of um just caution if you will but i i think again everyone's in a pretty positive frame of mind well you know sometimes you get an uptick in interest rates and it kind of pulls people off the schneid. They've been thinking about taking out a loan and expanding or acquiring somebody else or whatever. And all of a sudden the sense is, well, maybe interest rates are going up. I better hurry up and, and do this. Or conversely, they say, well, I don't know. You know, maybe the economy's going to go in the tank. What sort of lending activity are you seeing? Yeah, so that's so you've brought up a really, really good point. And what we're seeing more than anything is the former that you described is that people see a potential rise in interest rates down the road. And so there's been a little bit of a rush to the bank, if you will. And so, you know, we announced our growth numbers a couple of weeks ago and we had our largest growth quarter in the second quarter of this year that we've had in the company history. And if you'll look at the, even on the national scale, there was more loan growth than we've seen since before COVID. So I think you described it perfectly. People are a little bit hesitant that maybe rates will go higher later. So let's go ahead and get this deal done now. Um, and and I, I see it slowing, but I don't really see it slowing till probably fourth quarter or first quarter of next year. Um, so growth is still really, really strong. What about credit quality? Is everybody paying their bills? you know, that's the number one question I get from investors, <laughs> credit quality, credit, because that's where it usually goes. But sure. the credit quality is our best credit quality quarter was last quarter. Um, and, you know, past dues are the first thing you see slow down in payments. We haven't seen a pickup in that. So we're 
really um, encouraged, but at the same time, we have changed um, some underwriting guidelines, if you will, become a little bit more um, conservative, if, if you will, knowing that it may get a little worse, but candidly, credit has not, um, not dipped at all. You know, I one thing that I've seen, well, actually, there are two areas that I've seen around here, is home prices actually do seem to be coming back down. There seems to be more houses that are out there listing. They're staying on a little bit longer, and, and they're selling for lower prices. I don't know that we've eaten into the, you know, to the equity yet. But does that make, as a, as a lender, does that make you more cautious on, on mortgage, on the mortgage business? Absolutely. And, and we do see uh, prices stabilizing, if you will. We do see inventories um, in our Texas markets um, growing a little bit. But I describe it this way, David. If the speed limit is 60 miles an hour, we've been running at about 75. And so this housing market is now pulled back somewhat, but we're still running at the speed limit. Our housing inventories are still a third of what we would call equilibrium. Our lot supplies are still below equilibrium. And so what we see is we see a lot of uh, our borrowers, our builders, if you will, that are kind of self, um, you know, just just self keeping their, their inventories down and they're doing it on their own without any uh, of us really encouraging them. And so, we're still running the speed limit. When you have 325,000 people move to the state in one year, you need housing and we're still short. And so now you're gonna see pressure on the multifamily side because people have to put their heads down at night somewhere. Look, I, I'm not gonna go back to the decades thing, but but you and I both lived through the <laughs> 80s and, and can talk about it and saw 2008 and 2009. And it doesn't go on forever. And, and this state is not going to be immune forever from what goes on and, and I mean, do you ever worry about having all of your eggs in one basket? I mean, you're in phenomenal areas all over North Texas. You're, you're all over the Houston area, all the growth areas right now. But, um, you know, as a businessman, you have to hedge sometimes, don't you? Yeah, you, you do. And we do have some businesses, national business verticals in our, in our company. Um, but yeah, I think there's, but at the end of the day, you look at in, in migration, which is one of your most important things. Yeah. And then you look at the friendly business climate that we that we have here. Um, and, and you bring up 1980. I really 1989 and 1991. I tell everybody I never got an MBA or uh, uh, went to higher education, but I got a Ph.D. in banking because my mm. bank didn't fail from 89 and 91. And these young folks that we hire, you know, they talk about the re great recession of 2009 2010 and i go it's not even close uh, uh, it was a meltdown and we know you know there's a whole yeah. bunch of reasons for that but i don't see that coming back at that level um because of the people that continue to move here and the way that uh, we invite business to do business and government regulation is at least at a minimum in this state. yeah you know and the other thing is as, as you talk it reminds me is that institutional memory hopefully that stays around for a while but people like you who've who've seen the other side i mean there are a yeah. whole bunch of people out operating businesses right now who've never seen any sort of a downturn but uh a banker can can be preemptive in that if if, if they've been through yeah. it before I've got 12 year old bankers, good, solid lenders that have never seen a downturn. Yeah. 
And so everything's always rosy. And I said, no, there were days when you couldn't sell a piece of property. They'd give it to you if you pay the property tax. And oh, that'll never happen. I said, don't say that. Don't say that. So let me let me ask you another area that I that I'm hearing about. I noticed in in the Bureau of Labor Statistics numbers out Wednesday morning that among the things that came down, obviously gasoline prices came down, but used car prices finally are beginning to come down. And and I you know we'd heard all the stories about used cars, you know some used cars, you know being resold for more than new car prices just because you could because you could get them, but that's. The, the sense is that that's a bubble, and that may be a lending bubble. I don't know if you all are involved in that, but I know there are a lot of subprime lenders that have a lot of money tied up in in a lot of used cars that were bought that probably are going to deflate rapidly in value. Is that something we need to watch? Uh, ab- absolutely. I, I think, you know, the, the used car market exceeded the new car market um, for a lot of reasons, but... I think there's something we need to watch closely there. Um, fortunately for us, we're not in that space, but I, I think there's going to be some, um, there's going to be some discouragement from some of the lenders because uh, you're right. I, I don't think there's any equity. I think that equity is dried up, if you will. Um, and is, you know, but the one savior to that, David, is really this whole wage inflation thing. Um, it's real. It never was transitory. I never thought it would be transitory, but the wage inflation, you know, could, as long as you have a job and it looks like the job we're at 3.6%, you can get a job if you want a job and the wages are, I mean, I'm 25% higher. It's, it's a real high number. So that may save that bubble. Hopefully. <laughs> so when oh. one last thing I know and you, and I know you just talked to the analysts the other day after your earnings report came out and I know they asked you about growth tell me about uh, about corporate growth for for Veritex are you right sized right now do you do you need more bricks and mortar or can you expand you know, electronically Yeah you, you we don't need a whole bunch more bricks and mortar you know and, and we're at 34 branches 11 and a half billion in assets you know there may be a branch or two in a spot that's up and coming you could go out to that new frisco deal um you know that we need some coverage out there but um we can do a lot of it electronically but the, so the growth is twofold in a company like ours one is it's true economic growth businesses are coming here they're growing there's some gdp growth one but one of the growths that we're looking real hard at is if you hire the right people we get what I call market share growth. And so I'm just taken from the big guys. Um, this is still a big guy, big bank market um, with the big four. And so there's always a way to peel off a little bit of market share, which is gonna outsize our growth number, but it's not economic growth, if you will. Um, so I had to explain that on our earnings call because yeah. when you have 44% annualized growth, people start going, well, what are you doing? What What's going on over there? <sighs> This business never gets old, does it? It's always something no. new. It's just, yep. it's fascinating. Malcolm Holland's chairman of the board, CEO, president of uh, Veritex Holdings and Veritex Community Bank. It's good to touch base. Thanks for the time, sir. Great to be with you, David. Nice to talk to you. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.